This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 330. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Check out the podcast on Twitter, at Marking Out. We're more than a podcast on Twitter. Uh, check it out, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter. Doesn't tweet, but you can still follow him. At DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, you're old. Yes, yes, I am old. Uh, I got to say, I like your little slogan that you said before. What slogan? More than just a podcast. Oh, I like it. That should be our next uh, our next thing. Get that on T-shirts and you know have like one person buy it. Sure, that would definitely work out. I mean, regardless, which is one prowrestlingtees dot com slash marking out, we're more than a podcast. In definitely. No, we definitely are. I mean, we try to do as much as we can on Facebook, Twitter, and all that fun stuff, but. Yeah, well, even um, this show, we're a an online listening experience, the only one of its kind in the world, at all, all genres in, in the are, galaxy. We are the dare only one. We're the only ones. Yeah, in the galaxy, dare I say? I don't think there's another one. Yeah, dare you say it? Exactly. <laughs> or say it, you dare. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Yeah, last, tell me a little last bit. Last we spoke. Yeah, about your week. Last we spoke, you had your birthday. We recorded yes. last week on your birthday. You turned 32. You were going to get wings. 32. Yeah. Was it 32? Yeah. Yeah, 32 wings. So uh, how, how, how did the rest of that day go? It went really well. Um, it was... I got the garlic parm wings, and then they had this thing called like a the stoner wings, which is my uh, like a moderate hot sauce with barbecue sauce mixed together. It was actually pretty good. Um, so, so it was barbecue sauce uh, with hot sauce, which is barbecue sauce though. No, I don't think barbecue sauce is really hot. Yeah, of course you could have it anytime, anyway. Mm. Texas, you got bold and, and something. I don't know. <laughs> there's definitely well, there's hot barbecue sauces, 100%. Well, I'm, I'm sure, but this is what they were uh, their gimmick was. So, but it was really good. It was a good time. I, I don't, um, I don't, I, can't, I just I, can't, I can't get behind garlic parm wings. I love garlic parm wings. Uh, like wings. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like the best, like setting point, but. I've had them at Fridays. I can't. I can't. Just it's just too. It's like too thick. Like even thick. though barbecue sauce is like thick, 
It's like a different kind of thick. I can't like uh like oh why am I eating this kind of thick? Like just like you feel like butter. I don't know. Oil. I, whenever I've had it, it's never felt like the thickness of like a barbecue sauce. But no, I mean, no, it's, 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 it's not. It's not here. It's not thick like barbecue sauce. It's thick. It's heavy. Like why am I eating this? Uh huh. Like it's just like I feel like I'm just eating oil at that point. I don't know. I've never felt that way with uh, with indulging in some garlic parm. But yeah, yeah, whatever. I just, I yeah. just don't. I can't get behind those. I don't know. But that was good. We got some. Uh, was it the beer pretzels or something like that? The gigantic pretzels that were uh, infused with uh, cheese, and that was really good. Um. Yeah. Then after that, went to. A friend's house. They sang happy birthday and everything. Cake? Uh, yes. You yeah, said last yes. week there was cake. Yeah, they, yeah, they actually made cake, too. Ugh, I, why, yeah. like, why do you do that? Like, just make let somebody do it. Erica made cake. I don't understand. What, what kind of cake did she make? Um, what is it? Like a pound cake with vanilla. She made pound cake? I don't know. It was your basic <laughs> white cake. So then not pound what? cake. No, I was about basic... to say, if she made pound cake, that's one thing. <laughs> no, it was your basic cake, but on the inside, it had vanilla cream in the center, and then also the vanilla frosting. Then they tossed one of those, uh, the prank uh, candles on top that you try to blow out, and it doesn't actually blow out. So they tried to use those. They had, they had to keep you young. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they had to keep keep me young. Um, yeah. We did that, then we went out for a little bit, and then the next day we ended up going to this place up here called Beer Garden, which is a lot well, of fun. Guess. Oh, I thought you were going to say, which is a beer garden. Yeah. So I was going to say, a, let me guess, is it a beer garden? Yeah, it is a beer garden, uh, and just really, just played darts. Me and Erica played a game of darts, and then we actually went back there earlier uh, at some point during the week to shoot darts again. And for a trivia night with a few friends. So, oh, and then we went to, at some point, we went to uh, Snowman, uh, the ice cream place up here. And that just won a contest for best upstate New York ice cream as voted by, like, the uh, public or whatever. And that was really good. They had soft serve or no? Scooped only? No, it's it's soft serve. Really? Yeah, it's all out of the machine. And they do custom flavors. Actually, they do. They do. They do have scoop, but they have the soft serve. What kind of custom flavors are there? They change every week. Uh, this week, I think it's pistachio and pineapple, orange pineapple. Wait, orange uh, pineapple or pineapple and orange? Like it's the same flavor? Or, yeah, same flavor. Oh, that's Combo. disappointing. Uh. So how do you like? I don't know how. Do well, you, how no, do you, they usually the, like the routine that never changes is they have like a creamsicle where they have the orange, uh, uh, orange and vanilla. Yeah, orange and vanilla. Yes, but as uh, we've discussed on marking out, <laughs> I don't like creamsicles. Oh, I love creamsicles. Yeah, I don't. I don't like uh, them. I I do like pineapple ice cream though, soft serve. Huh. The pineapple ice cream is really good. And the only, I honestly, the I think the only reason why I like that, not that the thing that I'm about to say is ice cream, but Disney 
World, Disneyland, have the pineapple Dole Whip. And it's What's not that? Dole Whip. It's like, I mean, you think you're eating ice cream or soft serve or frozen yogurt or something. It's neither. It's non-dairy, which is like oh. crazy because it's, it's like the creamiest thing you'll ever eat. And it's pineapple. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pineapple ice cream. Then they have, uh, they also have vanilla too. But mm-hmm. like you get it, they have, they sell uh, pineapple Dole or Dole yeah. Whip floats. Uh-huh. They, they give you the ice cream and then they put uh, pineapple juice in it. Oh, that sounds good. I've only had one in my life, and it's like, I just want, I've been craving it for, since 2008, like. Why do you make it? They don't, I don't think they sell that mix for the Dole Whip. And I I believe, I believe there's only three places you can get it, that being, I think there's only three. Like, Disney World property, Disneyland property, and then the Dole factory in Hawaii. Huh. There, there might be more, and I'm sure there's like tons of people out there that that try to make it or whatnot. But yeah, but like, come on, you're not. I, I yeah. can't see you coming close to. Yeah, stuff that um, Disney makes. Yeah, but the rest of my birthday was really good. Erica got me a a small little keychain Tardis, Deadpool T-shirt, Dancing Groot, um, yeah, and that Doctor Who blanket. So it was really cool. It was awesome. Everything was perfect. How about you? What did you do during the week? I don't. I didn't really do much. But um, so we we've had we we my mom bought an air fryer. What's an air fryer? It's it acts like a like a like you fry things in it, but with air, I guess. Okay. And uh, it's just been sitting here for months. And I decided, I was like, so I'm going to use this today. And I made fried pickles. Huh. How did it come out? I mean, it, it, the I need to work on... The, we don't have, like, good breadcrumbs. I need to, like... I need more seasoning and stuff like that inside the breadcrumbs. Uh-huh. But it was... I, like, I don't understand how I put, like, wet ingredients into this thing and it becomes... It's like as if I deep fried it. It's crazy. Did you did you take a picture of it? Um, did I take a picture of it? I did take a picture of it. Hmm. I will send that to you right now. Yeah. And then and then we made uh, chicken chicken fingers, I guess, but not really chicken fingers, just fried chicken. Uh-huh. I, I I cut them up to make it like chicken nuggets, but they didn't come out like chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. But again, I, it's because we, I need different breadcrumbs. It's like, huh. I, I use plain panko breadcrumbs, but yeah. there's like, there was no like seasoning in it. They look like fried pickles to me. I mean, they were fried pickles. Yeah. Large. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are a little bit larger than what I usually see. Well, I mean, they weren't like uniform pickle chips. I just had they were just oh. whatever I had in the jar. They were mainly that size. You could see in the top left corner, it's like they have that little small one. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. But yeah, it was interesting. And then I yeah, and then I did one uh, one onion petal. <laughs> so it was like a blooming onion. But petal. yeah, that has so much calories in it and cholesterol. Yes, but with this. 
It's not because you're air frying it. You're not using oil. Huh. You're just using, I, I don't know if it's like convection heat or. Uh huh. I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, all right. Well, that is a good amount of that our week. But let's talk about the week of professional wrestling. Well, I also expect- also have yeah. to say, I booked a hotel room for upstate to go to my brother's engagement party. And the hotel uh-huh. says they give out free, or the reviews of the hotel say that they give out free freshly baked cookies. Huh. And then I looked at, I was looking at two different hotels and they both said that. All right. Well, I was like, hopefully you get some of that. I 100% hope I get some of that. <laughs> Let's hope you get some of that stuff, right? Yeah. I was so close to buying cookies yesterday at Costco. Like the bakery. Oh, those are, those are so good. And they were like, you could like, all you smelled in the bakery was that. They were just like turning them out. Those were delicious. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. All right, cool. But yeah, moving on from that to some outside the ring news. Um, last week we didn't actually cover it, but X-Pac was cleared of the drug charges that we cover on the show. Awesome. It was dropped due to insufficient evidence, as in he did not have meth on him. Yeah, so. he was clear of all of that, so it's it's always nice to hear that. It's just like, how do you, like, I don't understand how you, like, how... Mistake someone? Yeah, how do you mistake that for meth? Like, did you just, like, did you know, recognize it was X-Pac and be like, oh, he's a celebrity, I'm gonna get on the news for this drug bust? Who knows? I mean, you know, at least, at least it's... He didn't get uh, charged or anything like that, you know? Yeah. That would stink. So, um, Tommaso Ciampa, he suffered a torn ACL. Uh, no word yet on his return or, or severity of the injury. Um, he cut a really cool promo on NXT this week talking about it. And it just sucks. It's such poor timing, you know? He, he just had his entire heel turn. And made way for him to have a solo uh, singles run, but this took place. They're saying that he injured it before the match, mm-hmm. like that the night before when like it was all up in air, up in the air. What do you mean? And up Triple in the air? H, Triple H tweeted saying it's up to the doctors. Remember when uh-huh. he reported that he like hurt his leg at a house show or whatever? Uh huh. So, should they, like, if they knew, like, can you wrestle with a torn ACL? It's going to be very difficult and painful. I mean, it seemed like he, apparently he did, I don't know. I mean, um... There's different levels of torn ACL? No. I mean, there's severity, but maybe it's just not as severe as, uh, as thought, but... Hopefully he has a speedy recovery and we get to see him back uh, in WWE on NXT just destroying those uh, big competition. And it's like, do they keep Gargano off of TV until 
he's back. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I feel like that's the way that they would go. And how long are you out for with an ACL injury? How long typically? Is that six months or something? Could be a while. Depends on the severity of the injury and the surgery. Well, I've excuse me. I hope they're back by SummerSlam. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I want to see that at SummerSlam. I don't want to wait until. I mean, I can see Gargano getting a slight push, and then Champa coming out of nowhere to kind of like destroy that push. I yeah, can see no. something like that taking place. Um. It's been rumored that Dalton Castle may be headed to the WWE after his Ring of Honor contract expires this summer. Uh, That rumor's been floating around for a little bit of time, but hopefully Dalton Castle will see him on NXT. And is it weird that, like, he'll get signed without the boys? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's weird. I would be totally fine with that. Would you be? I mean, obviously, it's like it's going yeah. to be just gimmick, but I mean, for a while he's been with that. He was with the without the boys for a long time before, and getting the same exposure. I mean, now he just blew. I mean, I don't even think that they get booked together. To be honest, they don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I think that they've been doing their own things, like uh, Russell Circus. The boys were booked, and I don't think Dalton Castle was. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't think that they do their indie bookings together. Hmm. But I guess I? I guess we should mention Kennedy Brink too, right? Yeah. First uh well not the first, but WWE signed her as a female referee. Yeah. What not the first? I mean not really. I mean we've seen Jacqueline used to referee for women. Well first I think it's she's the first actually signed with the intent of refereeing. Right, exactly. Because I don't think anybody else has. I mean, yeah, Jacqueline did, but I think that was more of a just gimmick at the time. Did they not have – they never had any female referees in like the 80s or anything? No. Uh-uh. Always been, been the men. And it's what, what's interesting is that it wasn't – like it's not just for – female matches like she's refereeing matches for the men yeah it's very awesome to see very happy very uh very happy to see the this taking place especially in the wwe where you kind of get that uh college fratish perspective uh point of view of them at times where you see them like bad mouthing a lot of people so it's good to see them opening up the doors to Everyone. What do you mean when they're no. bad mouthing people? Well, like with Lillian Garcia and stuff like that, I feel like it's very childish. That's not and NXT. No, <laughs> it's company. Yeah, well, company. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, so moving on from that, Raul Mendoza, who competed in the Cruiserweight Classic, apparently has been signed to WWE. He, I believe, took on Brian Kendrick in that opening round. Hmm. So, I don't know if I recall. I don't know if I remember him. Well, but, look forward to. He was. He's from Mexico, I believe. Hmm. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds familiar for sure. Uh, John Cena tweeted out saying that he's close to WWE returning. Uh, said on the fourth 
on uh, July 4th. He can't get it can't get here any faster. Um, July 4th is a Tuesday, SmackDown. So will John Cena be at WWE on July 4th? I guess time will tell. Yeah, speaking of time telling, on the 28th of July, or no, the 29th of July, WWE is allowing Noam Dar to compete at ICW's Shug's House Party. Boost Party? I don't know if you pronounce it different there. I don't know. Uh, they're letting him compete in a match where he's going to ta- team with uh, Shaw Samuels, taking on Gredo and uh, the ICW heavyweight champion, Joe Coffey. Yeah, in addition to that, on night one VIP, they have Gnome Dart, you can meet, but also the UK champ, Pete Dunne and Wolfgang uh, are going to be there as well. Not in action as of yet, but they are going to be there for meeting greets. Um, so that's really always cool to see WWE working relationships with overseas promotions. Well, promotions in general, and allowing these wrestlers to do this. Earlier, Finn Balor made an appearance there. Yeah. Of course, he just, he played musical chairs, but... Yeah, still (laughs) still an appearance. Did he do a meet and greet, too? Did he do what? A meet and greet, too? I assume so, yeah. Probably. I I don't think so, I mean... But... It's always cool to see them allowing wrestlers to go out there. I don't think they've ever really done that. Like, I don't recall ever wrestlers coming around to have matches like that while being signed to WWE. But there's like, I that's mean, like Sami Zayn and like, stuff like that. But not. But I'm talking like when we were kids and stuff like that. But that's the thing they they did, and like we just didn't know about it. Were there even like that many promotions? There had to have been. I mean, but like, if you go back in history and look at things, like there's, there are like WWE has footage, I believe, on the network maybe of like an indie show where like Edge and Christian were there. Really? I believe so. John Cena, probably like the most recently famous one, went to an indie show up in his hometown or whatever, something like that. Punk. Vince McMahon showed think, up at I a think, TV show. Yes, Vince McMahon went. CM Punk went as WWE champion, I believe, to an indie show. Yeah, to uh, Gregory Iron to put him over that at that event. Yeah. Um, so they, I mean, they definitely do that, but I guess it's like the luck of the draw. I've never been to an indie show where like somebody like that was actually in the uh, does Daniel Bryan count? He wasn't in WWE. <laughs> um, still, I, I, I really, I still never understood why they didn't do a meet and greet. Yeah, that would have made a good amount of money. And that was before his the yes chan and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's the outside of the ring news. Let's talk about some indie results. Northeast Wrestling Spring Slam Tour. Newburgh, New York on the 26th. Uh, new tag team championship on the line in a tornado steel cage match. The now defeated the Battle Brothers to become champions. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Marseglia picked up the victory over JT Dunn. You had Wrecking Ball Ligurski defeat Keith Youngblood. Deanna Perrazzo defeated Mandy Leone. 
you also had uh, Jack Swagger pick up the victory over Donovan Dijak. Is he going as Jack Swagger? I believe yeah. so, yeah. He can't, can he? I think he is. That's what he's been promoted as Maybe all FDA? over. I don't know. Well, Bill Carr picked up the victory over Brad Hollister. And the Northeast Wrestling title on the line, Cody Rhodes picked up the victory over Adam Cole. Yeah, baby. retaining that championship. Yeah, so Northeast Wrestling, go check them out. They have an amazing website. So easy to uh, to navigate and find the wrestling shows coming close to you. Check out northeastwrestling.com. Yeah. On the 27th of May, you had Wrestle Circus Lucha Carnival in Austin, Texas, helping to keep Austin weird. Zenshi defeated Jordan Len X. Jervis Cottonbelly defeated the Super Thunder Frog. Andy Dalton defeated Garza Jr. You had Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard defeat Alley Cat and Christy Janes and Leva ba- uh, Leva Bates and Thunder Rosa. Uh, the, the Wrestle Circus Sideshow Championship, as well as the DDT Ironman Heavyweight Champ- Metalweight Championship, uh, was defended in a PWR scramble two-on-one handicap match. Champion Joey Ryan successfully retaining both titles, defeating the boys, Brandon and Brent. Yeah, Scorpio Sky defeated Michael Elgin. The Wrestle Circus Lady of the Ring Championship was on the line. Champion Rachel Ellering successfully retaining that title against Deanna Perrazzo. Rapunji Vice, brother Rocky Romero, picked up victory over extra talented Aaron Solo and Ricky Starks. Jan Morrison defeating Keith Lee. You had, you had to do it, right? Man, why not? Movie juice. It was five years ago that we were Broskis of the Week. Wow. Well, Juventud Guerrero, Penta El Zero Miero. 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 It's a D. D. You're saying R. Oh, Miero, no. Nope, that's that's a curse word. All right, so what is it? Wait, now I don't know. (laughs) Miedo. What is it? Miedo. All right, and Ray Phoenix. Pick up the victory over Mr. 450, Sammy uh, Guerrero and Shane Strickland. On the 27th as well, you got House of Glory taking place in Queens, New York. House of Gang Gone defeated Private Party and Smiley. Uh, and then afterwards, Gang- Anthony Gang Gone convinced Smiley that his career was going nowhere, that it has gone and nowhere. It's a joke. And he snapped. He turned on private party and unmasked himself and everything. Yeah, really, he's just losing it, uh, which is kind of cool because we've seen Smiley go from like that uh, friendly, cartoonish character to kind of losing his mind a little bit more and more. And now it seems like Gangan just pushed him right over that that ledge, and now he's just totally out there. Yeah. So. Very, very cool to see his transition of the character, especially because it seems like it's carrying around from promotion to promotion. So, uh, Leroy Green picked up the victory over Matt Travis. I'm sorry. Uh, Green and Travis went to a no contest. Uh, Travis and Ken Broadway beat Leroy Green down, and Homicide made the save. Yeah. Uh, You also have 
that led right into Homicide defeating Matt Travis. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Cruz picked up the victory over Draconis, Sasha Jenkins, and Mental Mentequila. Mentequila? Mentequila? Yeah. In a street fight, Violet defeated Sonya Strong. One of these days, some of these wrestlers are going to listen to the podcast and be like, why can they not say our names correctly? And then we will reply. Yeah, we don't we just, know. Yeah, we can't. Sorry. We, we don't know. Brian XL, TJ Marconi, and Brian Burgundy picked up the victory over the trust. For the Hog Crown Jewel Championship, Leo Rush defeated Ken Broadway, new champion. Yeah, very surprising, especially, I mean, Leo Rush, the day before, I believe, uh, lost his CZW championship to Davey Richards. And originally this was going to be a title versus title match, but he was no longer that CZW champion. So, but now he's not leaving without his championship. He's got the hog crown control championship now. Uh, tag Team Titles Online, EYFBO, a.k.a. LAX from TNA, successfully retained their championships over Red Dragon. I never know what to call them when tweeting and stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, It's very awkward. It's like they're always promoted as EYFBO, but then you know that they are LAX. Yeah. Or the new LAX, you know? So... And for the main event, the Hog Championship was on the line. Anthony Gangone successfully retaining that championship against Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's very cool to see Cody Rhodes getting really out there, but also putting over a lot of people, too. Like, it's not like he's not doing one of those tours where it's like, all right, I'll work your company, but I'm winning. Yeah. You know, so it's cool to see Cody kind of getting it, but... No surprise there. Yeah, but he's probably making <laughs> oh, tons yeah. of money. <laughs> like, he's like, I'll go out there and do a car wheel. I don't care. Yeah, as long as he's having fun too, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, on the ninth, Maryland Championship Wrestling presents second an- the second annual Slamboree in Joppa, Maryland. Team winners featuring the champion Sean Studd, Ken Dixon, Kevin Matthews, Jeremiah, and Napalm with Andy Weinberg and Tara. Going to take on Team Famous featuring Jack Swagger, Lance Ottawai, Stevie Richards, Bruiser, Marcellus Prime, and that's going to be with Johnny Crabcakes and Gail Kim. Okay. Anthony yeah. Henry will be taking on Buku Do. The Classics taking on. Buku Do. The Classics taking on the Hellcats. Tag Team Champions, Guns for Hire, taking on the Dixon line. The MCW Rage TV Championship on the line. Dante Caballero taking on Fred Yehi. And Leo Rush will be there taking on Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb's another guy that's really getting his name out there. Like Besides, like we always talk about Leo Rush and stuff like that. And Jeff Cobb's another one. I feel like these guys like are going to get signed by WWE very shortly. So make sure you get to all of these events and support all these pro wrestlers. Uh, on the ninth, Warriors of Wrestling presents Wow Women's of uh, Women of Warriors two in Staten Island, New York. You have the Wow Women's title on the line. Tasha Steeles picked up the victory over what Nikki mean, Adams. What do you mean picked up? These are future. Yeah, I'm predicting the future. Okay. 
My bad. <laughs> you have Team Pog taking on the Twisted Sisters. Uh, you got uh, Davian Long taking on Christina Diamond. Willow Nightingale and C-Bunny taking on Catrid and Helen Vale. Skylar taking on Vanity. And Allie Rex will be taking on Casey Spinelli. The ninth Five Barrel Wrestling, a night to remember three-year anniversary Brooklyn, New York. Jeez, three years already. Mike Verna taking on Anthony Gangon. Darius Carter taking on Joe Gacy. Bob Fish taking on Chris Dickinson. In a career match at Five Borough Wrestling, you have Poppadon defending his career versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. FBW Tag Team Championship on the line. Force the championship uh, champions take it on Logan Black and Bam Sullivan. Yeah, and then Ethan Page will be there, Space Monkey, so many more people, so check them out. Yeah. On the 9th of June as well, in Waterbury, Connecticut, you have NEW, Northeast Wrestling Live. Alberto El Patron will be taking on Sam Adonis. Penta El Ciro Miendo taking on Sammy Callahan. I How think, was that better? What? Was that better? What I didn't hear what you said, actually. The way I said his name? Penta El Ciro Miedo. Yeah, I think I said that. Um, I think Sam Adonis, is, is he, do you know him at all? I feel like... Is yes, he the guy from CMLL? Sure. I feel like he just like re- wrestled Ultimo Dragon and like stole his mask. I, I, saw, I saw Corey Graves, I think, tweet out about it. I'm actually not too sure. Um, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Flip Gordon taking on Donovan Dijak. Yeah, what else do we have? <laughs> uh, you got Keith Lee taking on JT Dunn. Deanna Perrazzo taking on Mandy Leon. And so many more at that event. Kelly Kelly, Jerry the King Lawler, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, Teddy Long. Um, these are always fun events to go check out, so go visit that one. Yeah. On the 10th, you have, again, Northeast Wrestling and the Rockland Boulders presents Rumble in Rockland in uh, Pomona, New York. Pomona? Pomona? New York. Rey Mysterio Jr. Pomona? And, and Pomona? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and by the way, Sam, Ado- Sam Adonis is Corey Gray's brother. No way. Yeah, that's interesting. And he does work for CMLL. Oh, very interesting. Well, Ray Mysterio and Flip Gordon going to team up to take on Vinny Marsegli and Sammy Callahan. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee will be taking on Die Jack. Jerry the King Lawler with Kelly Kelly taking on Sam Adonis. Adonis. Adonis? Probably. Wrecking Ball Ligursi taking on Ryback. Brett Hollister taking on JT Dunn. You got the Graysons taking on the Now, taking on Adrenaline Rush. Mick Foley, Jake Roberts, Maven, Corey Graves will be there. Yeah, which kind of is cool because I didn't realize that they were brothers. Yeah. So... Go check that out. And also on the 10th, Warriors of Wrestling presents Extreme Heat in Staten Island, New York. Wow, heavyweight title on the line in a grudge match. Uh, Chris, the show stealer, taking on Jason Karloff, the cha- uh, champ. Extreme Rules Street Fight. You got King of Chaos, Logan Black, taking on Juba. No Limit Scramble. Chris Banks, the champ, taking on Joey Ace, Just Neff, Sun and Sonny Kiss. Darius Carter will be taking on Jay George. 
You got the Clockwork Angel, Katrin and Christina Diamond taking on uh, TNA, Knockout, Brooke, and Nikki Adams. Uh, the Twisted Sisters taking on Joey B and Jay Reynolds. Tag Team Battle Royal, uh, the Apostles of Chaos taking on Perfect Strangers, Scotty Priest and Jose Salvador, those guys, LW Estate, and the winners of this match are going to face the Tag Team Champions, the experience later on that night. Abdul Nasir will be taking on Raymond Daniels. And you got special appearances from the genius Lanny Pofo, Teddy Long, Tony Schiavone. Uh, go support. Yeah. On the 10th, CZW, Tournament of Death 16, Townsend, Delaware. You got the Tournament of Death's first round match. Jimmy Havoc versus John Wayne Murdoch versus Ricky Shane Page. I believe this is Jimmy Havoc's uh, CCW debut. Uh, and I think this is, I don't know, no, he has been booked in overseas already. I think last week or two weeks ago, he faced off against uh, Cody Rhodes. Do you mean overseas that. as in here? Yeah, over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he faced off against Cody Rhodes. Um, but I really think he's over here. I think he's getting looked at. I really wouldn't be surprised if we start to hear Jimmy Havoc's name float around with WWE. Uh, first round, these are all well, first I mean, round didn't matches. He, didn't he just wrestle at Access or? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did have an Access match. Uh, Misada taking on Schlack. Uh, G Raver will be taking on Jeff Cannonball. And Clint Margera taking on Connor Claxton. Uh, Non-tournament match. You got Madman Pondo taking on Matt Tremont. And you have Danny Havoc teaming up with the mystery tag team partner, taking on Devin Moore and Drew Blood. So if you are into the violent, violent matches, and you can stomach that, and you're ready to have some fun, then go check out CZW Tournament of Death 16. On the 10th of June in Keyport, New Jersey, you have WrestlePro. A number one contenders match for the WrestlePro Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Uh, Heavenly Bodies taking on the Apple Corps. Moff's Madness match. Pet Buck taking on Danny Moff. You got the Taboo Crew taking on the FBI. You got Brian Cage taking on Anthony Bowens. And Chris Avery Kuehling will be taking on Fala Ba. Uh, Bad News Barrett, Stu, Stu Bennett, whatever you want to call him, he'll be there. Hardcore Holly, Shockmaster, so much yeah. more. Check it out. WrestleProOnline.com. Heck yeah. And that is all we got for now, but let's take a break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. What's up, everybody? This is WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Marking Out. I don't know why. You should be looking me up on YouTube or buy my t-shirt. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 330 of Marking Out. Uh, you, by the way, just letting you personally know, you can go out and get a free donut today. Ooh, where at? Anywhere, I think. It's National Donut Day. Well, that means that I will be going out there to get a donut. Speaking of getting donuts, you didn't get the cone, did you? Get the cone, get the cone. I did not get the cone. What the heck is wrong with you? I did not get the cone. You should see when uh, that coupon expires and go. I should. I did get. I did get Moe's. Yeah, but who cares about Moe's? I got Although a Moe's, Moe's overpassed uh, Taco Bell and and uh, Chipotle, I believe, as 
the best chain restaurant Mexico wise. No. no way. I well, believe so. I feel like when stuff like that happens, you should have like some sort of a customer appreciation day, you know? Like I'm always surprised when someone wins a competition or gets an achievement like that, that they don't just automatically do a customer appreciation to kind of boost it, you know? Sure. Kind of, I think that should happen. But that's right. Yeah, also I guess, well, I mean, you heard the bumper. You've heard it before. Go go buy some merch from Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. WWE so, Shop. Always good merch over there. Um, all right. Well, talking about donuts, great big zeros. That's definitely something that took place during this next segment on. Let's talk about it. It's time. Let's do it. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. And I think everyone knows this segment that is a big zero, but we're not talking about that yet. I thought I thought you were talking about Ms. TV. I was like, what? I, I quite enjoyed Ms. TV. No, I enjoyed Ms. TV too, alongside Seamus and Cesaro. Uh, I thought it was a really solid promo, putting them over as kind of like being the always pushed aside to now they're kind of taking the reins and doing it themselves. Uh, yeah, before they came out, though, Miz announced that he asked for another match with Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. And granted. And he was to make sure Dean Ambrose, because he knows Dean Ambrose is sneaky, if he gets disqualified in the match, he loses the title. Yeah. Which uh, I have to say, I didn't like Miz then showing the clip or the truck. Wait, didn't they, didn't they already have that set in stone? What? I thought that was already the stipulation. No. The DQ part. That's why he no, did because Miz like Samson last week. No. They were just like teasing that. And uh, then they showed that clip of Elias Sampson getting beat up by Miz and then Ambrose got DQ'd, which... I don't like the fact that they showed that because there were, I mean, especially because there was no connection throughout the whole night. Uh huh. With Samson. Um, I'm okay with that because so I would have liked Ambrose Miz is the bigger scene over the Elias Samson part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked because I mean, I assume Elias Samson will be interfering. I don't. I couldn't see that at, at all. I. I I think that he was just it was just the right time, right place. I think that the main focus is obviously Ambrose Miz and Elias Samson was just kind of a right, but there has to you. right, but there's a reason why matches like this get made. Yes, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. You're not going to just have Miz and uh, Ambrose just include one more person. I could see maybe him. What do you think I'm saying? That you think that Samson's going to get involved in this? Yeah, he's gonna. He he got attacked by Miz. Where's the receipt? He's gonna do it at Extreme Rules. And uh, then and then Ambrose gets DQ'd because Samson attacked Miz, and then Miz is champion. I don't know. I find it hard to see Samson being included right now. I but I but I could also but I'm also a fan of that being the case with it being a DQ DQ. Like, I, I'm a fan of Miz winning the championship over Ambrose. Right. So, so I'm okay with this scenario. So Ambrose came out. They uh, 
exchanged some words. He brought the Hardys out. They all brawled, which led into the first match of the evening where the Hardy Boys and Dean Ambrose teamed up and defeated Cesaro, Sheamus, and Miz. Yeah, I got to say, the Miz, those uh, sidekicks that he's been doing, the Daniel Bryan kicks, really improved from the first day that he started be, uh, beginning to do those. I think that those kicks are really starting to look really, really, uh, they flow really well, you know? Do you think he's been training with Bree? Yeah, maybe. I definitely, definitely see the improvement, though. I like the, uh, the double-team white noise that they did. Yeah, the double-team white noise uh, was a... Really innovative move. I always love the innovative moves where it's something different. And this was definitely something different. Um, Jeff Hardy ended up hitting a jawbreaker. And Matt Hardy hit a swinging neck neck breaker instead of the twist of fate. Yeah, Jeff Hardy went for more of a stunner. Which, I mean, really, I mean, no big deal. I liked both moves that Matt and Jeff ended up doing. What? Because it gives us more than just the twist of fate. Yeah. But I I have a feeling that it, like every time Jeff Hardy does it, I have a feeling it's not supposed to be the the jawbreaker. I was gonna say what I mean. I don't know. Like, are, first off, are you a fan of them both doing twist of fates? Well, I mean, they didn't do twist of fate at all in the match in, in my eyes. So I don't. What mind. do you? They didn't do it. They didn't. The move, the twist of fate was not hit in that move, in that match at all. Matt Hardy did it. No, he did not. How not? It was a swinging neck breaker. I don't know. It, I, instead I of see, ending up in an RKO I, position, Miz was on his back. I see. T- I, I, well, I also don't think that the Miz sold it properly. It was a. It was a. It was a swinging neck breaker. I guess we'll find out next week whether or not it was botch if they if it get sold that way again you know yeah i'm, I'm I, assuming I guess, well first of all there was like miscues in that whole ending of the match between hardy and miz yeah but i, I again like i don't i don't mind what the moves turned into no i, I don't i don't mind i just i just hate it to be twist of fates i'm a fan of what they came out with i just i, I just don't, I just like don't want to see them both doing this the same move you know that's so their, what they did was good moves. that's their moves you can't like what are you gonna like jeff hardy used to do the backwards one but yeah but that's what i'm saying i'm saying what it came out with i'm fine with but i just don't like how commentary sells it as that's the twist of fate no uh-huh. don't call it the twist of fate like we know it's not like it's it's a jawbreaker and or it's, uh, what? I, I saw more of a stunner. I mean, it is a jawbreaker, but uh, it's more he a, sat down with it. Then it's like a whippersnapper then. Yeah. But, but, it, but it's a jawbreaker and it's a, and it's a uh, swinging neckbreaker. Yeah. How about that? Three years ago, Seth Rollins, plan B. What do you mean? Tur- turned on the shield today. Did he? Three, yeah, three years ago. Wow. Is the, uh, the chair you, shot. You cried. I, oh you know what, God. I didn't watch it live, but then you were like, and I oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you, you have you to see this, you have, Skype. you were like totally marking out. I and wasn't I was just marking like, out. You were marking out and you were like, dude, get on Skype, you have to watch this. And then you, you were like near tears. No, you no, aired, no, no, You no. showed, you, hold on, you had me watch well, it and then right, right away, the waterworks began. You. Like right away. After I, uh, once you were like. Watch, watch, watch. 
And then he, I saw it happen. It was just like, no. And then he hit him and I just started crying. You're like, no. Was, no. 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 Yeah, I can't do it. But yeah, you, uh, you, Three years you ago. cried like a baby. Hmm. What? Just side topic and stuff. Who do you think is the most successful of the three of them? Well, I mean, as of right now, who do you think has had the most solo, uh, the better career solo? Roman Reigns. You think? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's hard to not say Rollins, but Reigns main evented WrestleMania two years in a row. I think. Are you basing it just off that? No, obviously not. Like he's how many I'm, times has he been WWE champion? Two, three, two. Reigns? Yeah. Has he been that many times? Yeah. I would go with Rollins as the person in the head. I think that Rollins, from his money in the bank to cashing into the victory, uh, victory over Triple H, that feud, I think I would go with Seth Rollins as having the better, being the standout of the three. But I think we can both agree that it's not Dean Ambrose. Um, yeah. Three-time WWE champion is Roman Reigns. Uh -huh. Seth Rollins is a two-time WWE champion. Uh -huh. Dean Ambrose is a one-time, mm -hmm. one-time WWE champion. Seth, Seth Rollins held it longer though, right? Than Roman Reigns. I don't know. I think Rollins held it for a long time, but I I think that I would go with Rollins as the standout. But yeah, no, I'm gonna stick to uh, saying Roman Reigns. All right, I'm never a fan of whenever they tease like the Shield reunions and stuff. I'm like, it's. Let's I mean, see. it's not like Rollins, it's five years down the line, you know? Rollins did hold it longer. Yeah, I remember his title ring being a long time. He he held it 220 days, got vacated due to the ACL, MCL damage. All right. Roman Reigns then won the championship and lost it in the same night because... So, do you are you going to really count that as a title ring? Uh, he's still right. champion. Uh, that's, champion. The, that's the one thing that I hate. With championships, how you could win it for one or two days, yet you are on the list as a champion. Well, you know? Sheamus, Sheamus defeated him to become champion, and then Roman Reigns defeated him uh, 22 days later uh -huh. to then hold the title for 41 days. Feuded with Triple H. Triple H won the title at the Rumble. Which is, on, which is only really two pay-per-view long uh, in lengths. 41 days. It's really one or two pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, not really. It was, it was quicker than that. But uh, yeah. Triple H won the Royal Rumble to win the cha the championship. And then Roman Reigns defeated Triple H at WrestleMania. Uh -huh. Held the title for 77 uh -huh. days. Then Rollins cashed in, defeated him. But he was, again, that was the, the span of like six minutes was Reigns. Rollins cashing in, and then Dean Ambrose ah. defeating Reigns. You know, uh, Rollins. Based off of what you just said, I'm still sticking to Rollins. I mean, if he didn't get that injury, obviously, I think he would have had a longer reign. But even still, he carried that title across. Uh, I guess. I guess they're building him up bigger, though. They're building Reigns up bigger. 
how long have they been building Reigns up bigger though? It's like they keep on they've been building I mean, him obviously up obviously since with that Royal Rumble. Well, even like where, I mean, obviously he Royal, won the first championship was was 2015. But like in his first Royal Rumble and stuff, they were really building him up, saying like as a breaking Kane's record and stuff like that. I just I see Roman Reigns as the the standout. I mean, right. Rollins, Rollins definitely did have a good career. I mean, he definitely you can't underestimate, take away things from, from Rollins, but... No, but I, I think that it's all... I mean, Roman Reigns beat Undertaker, so come on. Yeah, that, check, check that me. is... Checkmate. That's very checkmate. true. Checkmate, checkmate. Very true. Um, all right, well, next up, we had kind of a... Awkward segment where fans, fans, so stupid, so stupid. They're like, Oh my god, this is real. This is so, yeah, <laughs> this is the realest thing I've ever seen. So they cut to the raw commentator table, and Corey Graves is just like, Excuse me, and then just stands First of all, up. He's sitting there on his phone as if, like, it's like, does, does Corey realize they're on TV right now? Yeah, and everyone's like, Oh my, like, so unprofessional and stuff like this. And I wonder if he's okay. and because uh, he just abruptly walked out. But next segment, we find out he walked right over to Kurt Angle and spoke to him about how whatever they're talking about it could be detrimental to Kurt Angle's GM position and his career in general. So and it seems Kurt like a- some sort of blackmail thing going on there? Yeah. Uh, what do you think this could potentially be? Like I, I couldn't even. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be anything huge. It's going to be maybe he was in talks with someone from Smack with Daniel Bryan to trade someone. I don't know. I can't see it being anything crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or it could just end up being the return of Kurt Angle in ring. Uh, I don't know. But why would Kurt Angle be so taken back by it? Like, being like, this could end, like, we had to get this under control. I, again, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're going to try to hide the facts that he once wrestled for TNA. It could have been something where, like, he, like, covered up something where, like, Stephanie should should be back or he was behind her going through the table or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's that Corey Graves and Kurt Angle went out one night, and Corey Graves got Kurt Angle's name tattooed on him somewhere, and someone took a picture, and now that's going to get leaked. Maybe they were showing our yearly July 4th episode (laughs) that that showed Kurt Angle on our show. Hmm. You know what? The possibilities are endless. Endless. But... I guess we will find out very soon, but we do know that it is scripted, and don't do, buy it. Do we, though? Yep. Do we know it's scripted? You know what? And Maybe do, and do they know Maybe that they it's... they want us to think that we know. Do they know that it's Christmas time? I I question that every year. Uh, Elias Sampson defeated Zach Evans. They're rocking with that swinging neck breaker. Um, I just... I really hope Elias Sampson's in 2K18. I doubt it, but... So- Solid performance from him, though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Elias Sampson. I like Zach Evans selling, too. There was one point where he just sold a move, and he was just, like, chilling on his knees for, like, five to 
eight seconds, just like groggy. I'm like, all right. Usually that's like an HBK kind of a sell, but I'm good. Uh, next up, you had Samoa Joe pick up the victory in a triple threat match over Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. Uh, a few spots to talk about. Sister Abigail leading to that Kojima, uh, Kojima cr- uh, clutch. Wait. Um, yeah, what is it? Kokina. You said another Co- curse word, bro. Kokina? Yeah. Hold on. Kokina. Okay. I'm still never going to say that correctly. I wish I could just say rear naked chokehold. So just say rear naked chokehold then. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor broke up that. Um, I like yeah. I like Bray Wyatt and Joe teaming together against Balor. Like Joe yeah. Joe did his senton and then Bray did his senton and Joe went for another senton but Bray Wyatt took him out. Yeah, I do like that here and there they were teaming up against Finn Balor and I like that they you've been playing up this underdog ish style of Finn Balor. Yeah, I mean, when Joe Joe took advantage of Balor, Balor hits the coup de grace, boom, goes to pin him, Joe comes out, tosses him right into the ring post, falls out of the ring, Joe picks up the victory. Didn't do anything to earn that victory except for pin yeah. Bray Wyatt. So it kind of makes me think that with Joe taking advantage of Balor, it might end up being Finn Balor who pins Samoa Joe at Extreme Rules. You know what? After the promo from last week with Paul Heyman pushing, putting over Finn Balor, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I kind of have a feeling that they're going to kind of try to build Finn Balor into the next Daniel Bryan. Like being that underdog uh, story and crowd heavily, heavy crowd favorite. What do you think? Can Finn Balor be the next Daniel Bryan? I don't think so. I think that it could be he could become different, but I think that he could have the same momentum. I'm still saying the club will be tag teaming, teaming up, stabilizing with, uh, which is not the correct word, but they're going to be with Finn Balor. Whenever, so, great balls of fire. We're going to see. All right. Club. Oh man, I keep on forgetting that's actually a pay per view. Uh, yeah. Next up, you had Rich Swan teaming up. Uh, no, with Sasha Banks. Taking up the victory over Noam Dar, who was alongside Alicia Fox. Yeah, Sasha Banks prevented Alicia Fox from interfering. Yeah, Swan hit that a really sweet like Harlem Hangover uh, from standing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. Well, I don't know what you want, what he calls that, but he's been hitting that as of late. And yeah, I, I didn't that's know what the... one of those moves that I hope makes it into two K eighteen. Yeah, I didn't know what to call it. I mean, I could only think that it's a standing Harlem Hangover. You know? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's what Booker T called it. Yeah. Um, but this match really just ultimately, I think, for me, pens the question, can guys and girls just be friends? I mean, <sighs> they, they dance together. Is that, like, is that a thing? I don't know. You know, it, it brings you back to the day of, like, the He-Man Woman Haters Club, and it just really, have we come a long way? It just Can like I don't I just I don't I don't buy it, man. I don't know. I don't like I it just it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Well I, especially especially since Alicia Fox and Noam Dar are like romantically linked in the storyline. I still feel like I don't know what happened with Fox and Dar when she broke up with him and now they're back I, together. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but it's one of those things where they like they figure that they do 
and then put Fox with whoever they were going to put her with. They were like, you know what? That's actually not a good idea. Let's keep her with Dar because what they have was pretty good at the time. And they kind of hope that we forgot about that entire breakup. But yeah, well, next it's like Cedric is Cedric. Then Noam yeah. Dar won her over, and then we forget about Cedric because he was injured, and Rich Swan came to the aid of his friend, Cedric. and then played Alicia Fox, and then. Fox broke up with Noam Dar, and now to go with Rich Swan, and Rich Swan goes hike, and then yeah. she's back with Dar. Yeah. That that was well, also this was a, a rematch on two hundred five live, and Noam Dar ended up winning. Man, back and forth, but that leads right into the pay per view, which I'm a fan of. Uh, next up, you had backstage the revival being questioned over the attack of Enzo Amori last week. They even go ahead and show a clip of uh, the Revival walking behind, I believe it was Sasha Banks being interviewed, walking in the background Which, of her did that, promo. Did that air on Raw? Yeah, that's what I mentioned last week on Raw, on uh, the episode. Oh. That's what I was talking about. I saw someone like tweet, I didn't catch it live, but I saw someone tweet out a picture of it. Um, so that's what I was talking about. Yeah, so the, the Revival denied it. And after that, they cut to the commentary table, and it makes to me it makes no sense. But Corey Graves made a comment saying, "Oh, I bet Cass saw the footage." And then Cass came out and like got in his face, and he goes, "Are you accusing me of attacking my best friend?" Which like, makes me see him as a little bit guilty, maybe. Well, like it doesn't make sense. Like he said, "Oh, I'm sure Cass saw the footage." Like. I did, like what's the connection there? But like, he didn't say like, oh, I bet you Cass did it, or it's like, oh, I bet you who didn't see the footage was Cass. Yeah. But I thought that this was kind of like Cass got all huffy puffy, but then at the end he was just like, all right, and shook his hand. But I don't know if I trust Cass all that much. Yeah, I'm sticking by my guns and saying, I think it was Big Cass that attacked Enzo. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Titus O'Neil picking up the victory over Kalisto. Uh, Apollo Crews at ringside watching, trying to take notes on Titus O'Neil teaching him a few things on how to pick up a victory. I thought uh, I thought this would have been like the perfect match to get one to to like make Kalisto big. Really? Yeah, like to build him up, get one over on Titus O'Neil, but. Titus O'Neil ended up getting one over on Kalisto, so I'm assuming there'll be more of that. Huh, he, I didn't he, grabbed, even... he grabbed Kalisto's trunks to to get the three count, so I'm assuming like like how how do you triumph a giant a giant like Titus O'Neil? He had a cheat to win. I am a big fan of this. I didn't think that they were going to have Kalisto win at all. Um, I really am a fan of Titus O'Neil picking up the victory, especially by the use of the, of the tights. Which I like. I, Apollo Cruz is still kind of playing face. He's he would question Titus. He's like, I saw you using, I saw you do it, man. Why would you do it? I saw it. Yeah, but then, but it, I'm a fan of it because it's kind of like Titus trying to show him like the dark side, being like, Hey, you can do this. You can cheat to win. It's okay as long as you get that victory. I don't care. Just get the victory no matter what. And I'm okay with that. I don't care about the difference of size or anything like that. 
I think it's cool. Plus, it also leaves Kalisto in this storyline with the two of them. It's not like a quick one, two, three or whatever where it's like, oh, I pinned him so easily. Let's see you do it now, Cruz. Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, Kalisto had his shoulder up. They're not going to play that into a storyline like Alicia Fox and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Well, he had his shoulder up, in my opinion, at least. Uh... I don't know. I'm cool with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine with the outcome of this match. And, uh, honestly, I really, I mean, if, aside from the promo skills, I really think Kalisto could be WWE champion. I stick by that, too. I Every time I see him, I think of Rey Mysterio Jr. I know he's his own persona and everything like that, but I can't help but think of Rey Mysterio, and I can definitely see that being a part of him, and I could see him as a champion. Yeah. And it's like um, people like, oh, the, you're absolutely crazy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, Jinder Mahal's uh, champion. Yeah. So well, never next say never. up. Yeah. Well, next up is that donut of the night. That big. No, first zero of all, what does that mean, donut? Donuts are good. Yeah, but it's in the shape of a, doesn't a matter. zero. It doesn't matter. You don't, you don't make something good into something bad. Well, it was Bailey. This is your life. Featuring I even, like, I don't even Bliss. want to talk about this segment. Yeah, Alexa Bliss had her teacher, her best friend, her ex-best friend, her ex-boyfriend, uh, a bunch of memorabilia. Well, and what, I just want to say that the only This Is Your Life segment in WWE history that will ever work is Rock, This Is Your Life from 1999 that Mick Foley did. There's a reason why that it's one of the highest rated segments in Monday Night Raw history, in WWE history. Yeah. There's a reason why we never remember the other segments in WWE that were This Is Your Life. Can you yeah. name any of, of the other This Is Your Lives? Uh, no. Because they were awful. When the Rock, the Rock had Mick, This Is Your Life. Mick Foley had John Cena, This Is Your Life. B squared was on that. I still pop for that. That's cool, but overall, you just you're not remembering these things. You, it, it's it's like such a thing. It, this is the script is just so different because that wasn't there was no script. Yeah, Rock. Well, this is your life. Was one of the greatest segments of all time in WWE history. You're I not getting this, that out of out of. This any was of the just other a ones. little bit. This was just a little bit awkward to watch, but I do give credit to Alex Bliss for owning it. I think I, 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 I'm not, like, you can't take anything away. You can't blame Alexa Bliss or Bailey for this segment. I think that she did a great job. I think Alexa Bliss really did a good job. I think that for what she was given, uh, it was really good. But the segment in general was just bad. So it has nothing to do with her. And then the Bailey, I just, I don't care. Do you actually care about this Bailey story in general? Really. I I tweeted this out and I just don't care. I never since her match against I think it was like Sasha Banks in Brooklyn and stuff. She just hasn't been a top star in my mind, in my opinion. I don't what, care what do you mean about since her. her match in Brooklyn against Sasha. Well, since her NXT matches, since her debut on Monday Night Raw, I haven't had any interest of her. I don't think that she, I don't find her entertaining. I don't right. find the entire because WWE completely handled it wrong. 
I don't find she the entire... She shouldn't have debuted when she debuted. I guess, but I, I just don't find the entire uh, baby gimmick, the baby face gimmick, a thing. I don't, I don't care for it. I don't care if she wins the championship. I don't it, care it if she's it, champion. I don't care. It shouldn't have been... Her debut should not have been... Like, yes, granted it was in Brooklyn or whatever. It shouldn't have been the night after SummerSlam. She shouldn't have debuted until 2017. Why 2017? Why do you say that? Like sh- it should have because there was there was too much going on in the women's division on Raw. All and, right, and, and I, Bailey Bailey comes out debuts, and then all of a sudden it's oversaturated, and you're not getting the NXT Bailey. You're getting Monday Night Raw Bailey, and it's completely completely different. They did they they just they had nothing really good to do with her. No, I, I just don't think – I think that she was tossed in at the wrong time. But even so, the gimmick so that she's if, doing is very similar. If they What's had the her – with her NXT gimmick and the gimmick now? I, I don't – just the quality of stuff that they did with her. I don't see the difference, dude. I just don't think that her huggable gimmick on NXT carries over well. I Or at least it doesn't for me. I'm not a fan of it. Heavily not a fan. I just think that she should have won the NXT championship. Although now, you, then if that was the case, you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have had Oscar as what she is now. So I, I just, like, I just don't see her as, as a champion. I don't see her. I don't even care of her as an underdog. I just see of her as a nuisance, and I'm not a fan. I don't really think that. I, I'm a full. I think that Alexa Bliss should remain champion, and I just I'm not buying the entire Bailey scenario at all. Well, so. up next we had backstage footage. Enzo, Enzo Amore was knocked out, and Cass was there. Yeah, Kurt Angle came over to Cass. Cass pretty much being like demanding the revival answer to this, but. Kerning was like, dude, I saw them leave. It wasn't them. And it's funny. It's like Dash Wilder can't even speak. He's got those braces. His jaw's wired shut. Uh, I, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even realize. I forgot. I was trying to remember what his injury was. I forgot it was with his jaw. Yeah. So. How'd you not realize that whole backstage promo was him like, like doing Yeah, like I, I, mean, I knew agreements. that his mouth was, was closed and everything. He's, they showed the the wire. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. Maybe I looked away. Uh, but next up, you had Aries and Gallagher taking on picking up the victory over Neville and TJP. Neville tapping out to Austin Aries, which like uh, I that makes me like hope that Neville wins. Yeah, but then Corey Graves brings up the point, saying, "Oh yeah, no, he was just tapped like." Corey Graves really playing heel, being like he just tapped out to save energy for Sunday. Yeah, and uh, like I, I kind of want I want to see like I mean I don't want to see Neville lose the championship on Sunday, but I want to see like Tony Nese cost Neville the match because that's unfinished business. Yeah. Because Neville attacked Tony Nese for not getting the job done. I feel like this entire episode you've been really supportive of this like unfinished business deal. 
Okay, Going back to Sam's, a lot of said, a lot of things are on are unfinished business. Well, talking about unfinished business, next up you had Goldust cutting another promo on our truth being interrupted though, being cut off for our truths uh, segment. Unfinished business between those two. When is that gonna is that gonna end up being a kickoff show? Um, I don't know. And it seems like it, but there's no build build for it. As of right now, there's no kickoff match announced. I mean, I, I don't think you need much of a... I think this is enough build for those two. I, I don't think we need much much more. I mean, if you figure you toss in another month till, or to whatever till the next pay-per-view, can this carry out for that long yeah. between the two of them? I don't think we can carry out a feud of the two of them for that long with going maybe one more week of... Uh, promos on each other, and then after that, start doing the in-ring attacks. I'm not too sure if that would carry over for another month. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I yeah. do, I do know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I went to WWE.com to see if they did announce any uh, any kickoff match or anything. But they have an inter an article that they posted the most the eight. Most underrated superstars in WWE right now. Oh, um, I mean this list—it's pretty good. Miz is on it. American Alpha, Emma, Cedric Alexander, Curtis Axel, Apollo Cruz, and uh, Liv Morgan, and Grand Metalik. Huh, Liv Morgan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting list. All right. Uh. Roman Reigns in the main event picked up the victory over Seth Rollins. Uh, it was a, I, I was in, uh, I was a fan of the match. I didn't think it was bad. I like the idea of the match, but I guess like after the "This Is Your Life" segment, it was hard to care about Raw. I, I don't know. I wasn't. Taking, I got I got bored during this match. I did. I did turn it off, and I had to come back to the match. But when I watched it uh, for the first, like when I rewatched it and stuff, or watched it to begin with, I didn't think it was bad. I don't know, man. I, I wasn't like, and it's funny because like, if this was the independent scene, I would have been like completely pissed off with the move. Where I Seth, was a fan of what I you Seth, told me. Seth like, Rollins, there's, a, there's this spot, and it, I was just was, like, I don't know what this is because I didn't see it yet. But once I saw it, I knew exactly what spot you were talking about. Rollins hits a, a turnbuckle powerbomb, and instantly Roman Reigns no-sells it and hits a Superman punch. But, like, I don't mind it because it shows how strong Roman Reigns is. I'm, so I in, that, in that sense, it's like, that, do you, like that's, would you agree that's, like, a super indie thing? Like, that's, you, would, you, you see that on the independent scene. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's an independent, uh, even... Uh, the Japanese wrestling they do it a lot but like there's a no difference selling. there's a difference here this, what's the difference this shows Roman Reigns strength this shows this was a correct usage of a no sell of a move alright I see what you're talking about I was a big fan of this instead of oh, I get hit with a super kick but I'm up instantly all of a sudden like I just got hit with a super kick Shawn Michaels but he also, he also so, he, it wasn't like he was not not selling the turnbuckle powerbomb I mean, he kind of like no, he gets knocked into the turnbuckle, and then boom! Right, right off the bat, runs and hits the Superman punch. 
Yes, but if, then if he that, ha- if that right happened, after. if that happened on the independent scene, I would have been so pissed off. All right, but it happened right after. I was a big fan of this. I liked, I liked the spot. Yeah. But um, the one thing I didn't like about this match was the fact that Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt, and Finn Balor, they didn't appear. They didn't even... This is the go-home show to Extreme Rules, the, that they're all in the match together. I thought... Well, that, nothing for nothing, but Rollins and Reigns didn't appear last week during Joe and... Right, uh, but like, this was the go-home. Like, this was like... how I just expected 100% to, to not have a, a, a winner here. And I thought yeah, Samoa Joe would just about. come out. I thought he would hit Roman Reigns... Uh, Seth Rollins, and then I figured Bray Wyatt would appear, or most yeah, likely you, it would have been... could have had one of those finisher, finisher, finisher spots. It would have been most likely Samoa Joe coming out to hit to hit uh, Seth Rollins, and then having Finn Balor make the save, and then have Bray Wyatt, the lights go out, he appears, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, th- I think that you could have had one of those spots happen, but... Whatever. I think I thought it would have been better for that because that would, I mean, that's the pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that they sold the pay-per-view all too well uh, when it, in regards to that main event and the women's match. Um, all right, SmackDown. Well, before SmackDown, there was a grouping of promos of the women uh, in, in the women's division because the match wasn't set yet. Well, it was, uh, it was, yeah, that they were had a fatal five way that night. No, yeah, yeah, fate, all right, yeah. So they were cutting promos about who was going to be number one contender, but it, it, it honestly, I, I felt like I was watching, like a, a parody of a reality show. Yeah, it was like Survivor where they were voting off someone. I, I just and I, I that was I no that was I didn't it was not good for me. Yeah, I didn't get anything out of that. But the show, the main show, kicks off. You had a highlight reel with Kevin Owens, um, and he spoke about winning the Money in the Bank. And he said, not only will I be United States champion, I will cash in, basically, and I'll be the WWE champion as well. Can you see him being a double champ? I would. And follow-up, do you think that's good? I wouldn't mind him being a double champion. Do you think that's good um, for SmackDown? You know what? You know, I'm going to... Like, because, is that good for SmackDown considering you have so many people on the roster? Like, would you have I'm Kevin Owens say, just double... Yeah, I'm going to say yes on the basis of SmackDown. They don't have enough time to get across their storylines. And that shows... That, and I hate this because I, I didn't even watch the segments. But they have storyline segments that are on YouTube. With like Aiden, like last the pay per view last last month or whatever, because of something that happened backstage on a YouTube special, a YouTube whatever, and after the show thing, we had a match. Yeah. With, with Breeze, uh, not Breeze, uh, Ty Dillinger and Aiden English. You have a backstage segment with Aiden English, and you have Luke Harper in the segment. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It makes no sense. So in yeah. that sense of Kevin Owens with the U.S. Championship as well as the WWE Championship, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. But Nakamura cuts him off. Corbin came out. They both teamed up to attack Nakamura, and Sami Zayn made the save. 
Yeah. Which led into the first match of the evening with Nakamura teaming up with Sami Zayn to defeat Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin. I did like the end of the match where Kevin Owens tossed was tossed into Baron Corbin. Corbin turned it on yeah. Owens, leading to that entire Kinshasa. Yeah, finish. Corbin Corbin pushed him. Right, led right into that. Yeah. It's funny though, before this match before the I mean, during the opening highlight reel segment, uh-huh. um, when it was apparent that like they were gonna have a match, um I was kinda hoping AJ Styles was making that save. I wanted to see the dream team again. The dream team? Yeah. I wanted to see Nakamura teaming up with AJ Styles again, but oh. as soon as Baron Corbin came out, you should have figured it was gonna be Zayn making the save, but yeah. yeah. Well, um, next up, you had the Us. Uh, yeah, you had the Usos cutting an in-ring promo, which on- we didn't mention last week. Um, New Day made their return, and for me, their official debut on SmackDown on Talking Smack last yeah. week. Um, so New Day, they were cutting their promo on SmackDown, and New Day interrupted. Which I think would have been more effective if they just returned to debut on SmackDown rather than return on Talking Smack. Yeah. But the gist of the promo is that New Day wants the titles. Yeah. So I'm fine with Um, it. I wouldn't mind seeing them also be the longest reigning SmackDown tag team champions. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I was a big fan of Big E doing the interruption. The crowd loved it. They were hot on the mic. Uh, I think that this was a good segment. Yeah. I think this was a lot of fun to watch. Um, next up, Fashion Files. Another thing fun to watch. I want to say I, I wish this was shot more like a movie rather than them using the regular, like, backstage camera. Uh-huh. Um... But their office was trashed, and Fandango, Fandango was trying to find out who, like, he was looking at the clues to see what was happening, and then all of a sudden he sees a shadow of a woman, which I swear, I, I've, if you pause that TV right there and said, Brandon, what is that? I was like, oh my god, Mandy is about to debut. Huh. I thought for sure Mandy was about to debut. Um... But she didn't. It was Breeze in a disguise. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, so and like I could, I, I yeah, so I, I would have been all for Mandy debuting and like teaming with Fandango and Breeze or whatever. But um, so they they found a bottle of cologne there on the scene. Yeah, which I guess led into their match, but. Before we speak about that, they were going to have the five-way elimination match to see who the number one contender will be to face Naomi. And this um, turned into a, they, a brawl. Yeah. Huge brawl. Match never started. The segment ends with Charlotte powerbombing Nat- Natty through the commentary table. I thought this was a hot... The crowd loved it. I was a big fan of everything going on. Yeah, you know what, though? It just... it For me, the segment didn't do what it should have. 
I because totally disagree. No, you're gonna maybe agree with me after I say this, but they Shane McMahon comes out and he goes, "Let's let's do this. Let's let's make this official." For the first time ever, we'll have a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And the reason why I don't think that segment did what it should have, they didn't even use ladders. They didn't, like, there was no connection. Like, what made Shane McMahon think, like, hmm, they didn't use any, they didn't use ladders at all. But they, they just threw each other around and they hit each other and jumped off the table. They used the table more often than they used the ladder. But let's give them a ladder match. They didn't do anything. They, exactly. They didn't even but they didn't even build anything up for a ladder at all. I don't know. I'm I was still I'm not gonna So for it, me that that did not do what it should have done. That, I'm not gonna for, for analyze me, it that much. It I ends, think that it is ends a with, solid segment. It ends with Charlotte putting Natalia through a table. That sets up a tables match. I think that's set up a ladder a, match at all. I, you know what? I was still a fan of it. I think that powerbomb spot was good. The TLC, you knew was going to happen. What do you mean uh, TLC? Or Money in the Bank. And you I want to say it sucks. It sucks. All right, it sucks. say it. It sucks because Monday Night Raw is not included. And the, only, I, the only woman that I want to see win the Money in the Bank match is Alexa Bliss. She's already champion. She's on Monday Night Raw. I disagree with you. This match, no. I, well, how do you? Disagree? I don't think that I, Alexa Bliss isn't the only person I want to see win a Money in the Bank. You, you uh, give me the list. Who do you want to see win the Money in the Bank ladder match? I would love to see Becky Lynch win. Why? I, what is after after so much time and effort and almost being there, but not there. I think that she would get over huge as winning Money in the Bank. I think that would be I a know. huge. I feel like you complain every week about Becky Lynch. What? No way. Go listen back, dude. No way. I complain a lot about Natty. Never Becky Lynch. Well, uh, well, I do hope that it's either her or, Car- or Carmella. Yeah, no, Carmella too. I think Carmella really improved, but I'm going to go. I think I would love to see Becky Lynch. But I was a big fan of this, this entire segment. I think the crowd really liked it. And that powerbomb spot right at the end, I was surprised by it. How much I enjoyed that powerbomb through the table. I mean, Which I thought it led to a tables match, but you know what? <laughs> I, I still think I still think Money in the Bank should be a co-branded pay-per-view where Monday Night Raw would have theirs for the Universal Championship spot, SmackDown would have theirs for the WWE Championship, and then the women would have a joint one. Yeah, no, I'm a, I I agree with you on that. I do. There, there's your like gold case. That That's where your gold case comes in. I would like to see it as a co-op pay-per-view, but whatever. Like our like they have they show the the SmackDown WWE Championship briefcase. They have it's blue. Are the women gonna also have just a regular blue briefcase? Maybe. Will there, will there be a time and place where the winner of the WWE Championship Money in the Bank match and the women's championship Money in the Bank match get their their cases confused and somebody goes to cash in? The bell's rung, whatever, and then they open it up, and it's the female's contract, and they're like, oh, by the way, you didn't just lose the contract, or you didn't just win the title. This isn't your briefcase. Are they going to have a blue briefcase also? 
If, it, yeah, if that's the case, then I want to see my storyline I just wrote come to fruition. Yeah, well, talking about storylines, Randy Orton cut a promo. Well, we uh, have the f- Fashion Files match. Fashion Files? Oh, okay. Yeah, Brazango. Fashion Files? I yeah. thought the Fashion Files was before. No. Yeah, Bra- Wait, no. The actual oh, the Fashion match. Files match. Okay, okay. Brazango uh, defeated the Colognes. Yeah, you had. I think they called her Monica Breeze. I don't. And know. then the custodian. Yeah, I like. I like. Prettier. I like that both of them were wrestling in gimmick. In their the fashion files gimmicks. Yeah. yeah how um, Breeze did the changes and everything. Um, and then Primo tried to use the janitor's mop, and Fandango let go, and he fell back right into the unprettier. Yeah, I thought that it was. Awesome. It's it's a refreshing tag team matches to watch. Yeah, I agree. And it's good to see people are doing the fandangoing thing again. So, yeah. I but agree. yes, like you were gonna say, up next is Randy Orton cutting a promo on Jinder Mahal. I really I just I really hope Jinder Mahal wins at Money in the Bank. I agree. Jinder cuts him off, cuts a promo, and then the Singh brothers just had the most awkward claps ever. That was the weirdest ending to a promo I've ever seen. Uh, it was so weird. Nah. But um, uh, there's really no reason for Randy Orton to become WWE champion again. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the main event. Ziggler picked the victory over AJ Styles. It was a good match. I mean, the setup was backstage where AJ was being interviewed. Dolph Ziggler cuts him off. Ziggler's like, "You want to go? Want to go, Age?" And then uh, he left. And then they they had this match. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. I I enjoyed it. I liked how Ziggler picked up the victory after that super kick, which goes uh, to when show he knocked you, AJ off. Goes to show you that anyone could win the Money in the Bank match. Ziggler won clean. Yeah. And part of um, me kind of wants Ziggler to win the, the match. I disagree. Well, you time. can't disagree with what I want. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, I, I don't want to see Ziggler win. It's like all. Ziggler is the only person in that match to have ever won the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. I don't know. I, I After that entire Nakamura promos with him, I just... Well, I don't know. I don't know what that was, but... Yeah, it's it kind of uh, maybe I just still have a sour taste in my mouth from that, where I just need a little breather from Ziggler now. But, but if Ziggler wins, that'd be cool. I'm fine. I guess I'm really, honestly, I'm fine with almost any one of them. But then you have Ziggler versus Mahal. Not necessarily. Hopefully. You got Hopefully. a whole year calendar year. Yeah, that's true. Well, that like, is it's SmackDown. Like you have, I mean. I don't. I wouldn't mind if anybody. I think the only person I would mind winning would be Baron Corbin. Yeah, I would love to see Corbin win. And and it sucks. No, no. I said the only person I would mind winning is Baron Corbin. I do not want to see Baron Corbin win this. Yo, you would. Oh, I disagree on that. You can't disagree with me not wanting to see. I disagree on wanting to see that. I don't want to see. I want to see him win that. Yeah, I don't want to see him win that. Really? And, and I want to see, because it's just, I don't, I still, there's still, like, I watch his stuff, and I'm like, oh, NXT. 
He should be uh, in NXT. I don't know. I would be good with Corbin winning. But we got a pay-per-view. Actually, before the pay-per-view, we got 205 Live took place. As you said before, Dart with Alicia Fox picked up a victory over Swan with Banks. Alexander, uh, Cedric Alexander. Pointless match. Huh? Absolute pointless match. Yeah, picked up the victory over Carla, Corey Hollis. He made his I think return. Just to get Cedric Alexander's name back out there. Made his return last week. Makes his, his has another match this week against a jobber. They're not doing anything with him. Makes no sense why he's not inside that angle with Dar and Swan. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe they don't think fans remember him. It just makes no sense. Uh, and then you had Gulag pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Uh, NXT quick notes to make mention of. Champa cut that promo explaining his knee injury, saying pretty much that he'll be back, torn ACL, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Pete Dunne, the UK champion, successfully defending against Danny Burch. Uh, if, did you watch any of these or no? No, not yet. This match was very physical. I'm a fan of both of them working like cheap heel tactics, but Dunne picking up the victory with the bitter end. Uh, you had Caesar, uh, Caesar Bonani. Taking up the victory over uh, Cien Almas. Cesar. 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 Uh, picking up the victory over Almas with the small package. And then Almas just being like, at first he was all upset with the chair. And then he was just like, I whatever. Brushing it off. I don't care. Big victory from for Cesar, though. I mean, guy looks like cast size and physique. I mean, who knows? Maybe a future superstar there. Yeah, and then current superstar, so. Yeah. Um, and then in the main event, you had Cassius Ono and Roger Strong pick up the victory over Sanity, EY and Alexander Wolf. But we saw the return of No Way Jose. Which uh, is like, it's so weird that they're still doing that. Which? The team. Strong. Yeah, with Roddy. Yeah. I was surprised with this, too, that they're still doing Strong versus Sanity and not Ono versus Itami. Uh, more playing into that field as opposed to the Sanity aspect. Yeah, but I, think but I guess maybe they don't want Ono as champion. I don't know, but I think the big takeaway was No Way Jose making his return since being taken out at that last takeover. Yeah. Two, two takeovers ago. Right. Uh, attacking Killian Dane. But, yeah, so that is WWE NXT this week. Uh, next up, we have Extreme Rules. Where is it from? A WWE pay-per-view Extreme Rules from the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Royal Farms Arena. The huh. former Baltimore Civic Center. Interesting. The former uh, First Mariner Center. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Taking cool. place. No no kickoff show announced yet. Or Not no yet. kickoff match announced yet. But uh, we're just going to go through these. Rich Swan, Sasha Banks taking on Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Yeah, I'm going with Swan and Banks as the winners. Uh, I'm going to say Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Interesting pick. Interesting pick indeed. Uh, next up, you have Neville, submission match, cruiserweight title online versus Aries. I'm going to go with Neville. Really? Based off, of, based off of the aspect of what happened on Raw and everything like that, I'm going to go with Neville. 
Oh, I'm saying Neville as well. Originally, I had Aries, but it was a game day decision, and I uh, I say switched Neville, over to Neville. I say Neville because Austin Aries is not on the Neville level. No, he is not. A, he is. Yeah. A yeah. steel cage match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm going to say the Hardy Boys. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Hardy Boys. No, I'm going Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, are this you, is... What? Are you really sticking Cesaro and Sheamus? Yeah. This is the match I'm most looking forward to also. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really great match, but it's so difficult to see Cesaro and Sheamus have to be built for a while. It's... Uh, losing in a steel cage match. But it's also hard to see them winning the championships. But, like, uh, the Hardy Boys were the ones that that put themselves in this match, so... Yeah, but I could see... I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro are, I think, could be really huge heels. And I feel like this would be a good time to cash in on them, you know? Hardy Boys, you don't don't really have to cash in on because they're always going to be money. Yeah, they don't need to be champions. Yeah, they're always going to be a draw. They returned two months ago. They don't need to be champions. It's like no, I think that they did at their that part. Level. Yeah, absolutely. I think 100%. they did their part as a tag team division as champions right now because they also absolutely. with what they did, they elevated Cesaro and Sheamus, gave yeah. them that ability to perform that heel turn where they were like all friendly, and then out of nowhere, uh, Cesaro just attacking it, and then Sheamus joining it. And I feel like they served their point as doing so, and now you can move forward as just a tag team. Yeah, because they went into WrestleMania as like kind of like heel face, more face than heel. Yeah. Um, and then first, let's not forget where they first started. They started on completely opposite sides, well, where they both they both hated each other and didn't want to compete. Be uh, tag team. I wasn't going that far back, but I, I'll go that far back. I wasn't going the rest of it all. Well, yeah, I guess if you want to. I mean, you had them on completely well, they, opposite sides, and then they became like, like started to win each other over very slowly. Then you had that WrestleMania moment. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think what they've been doing is really. I've been so entertained with this, this tag team of them, and they they were tag team champions, and uh, the club defeated them, and then WrestleMania comes along, and you have the Hardy Boys. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to yeah. what's next with that. Yeah. A uh, kendo stick on a pole match for the women's championship. Bailey versus the champion Alexa Bliss. I want to say Bliss. I'm going to go with Bliss as well. I, I've ranted about Bailey already, so I'm not going to do that again. So I'm going so then list. moving on for the Intercontinental Championship, where if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, he will lose the championship. Dean Ambrose defending that title against The Miz. I am going to say The Miz. I hate my pick. I'm going Ambrose. Well, my fingers are crossed that it's not. I agree with you. It's really heartbreaking that I have to go with Ambrose, but I, I just, I don't know. I can't see it. I can see it being Ambrose, well, and it sucks because I, I do like your Samson idea. I do like it. I think that's going to happen too. It makes no I, sense that he won it. You know, I do like it. I think that that would be a good way to make sure that Samson doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Like Samson, yes, I mean, I, yes, I do think that it would be really quickly and 
and stuff like that, but I, I'm a fan of it. Samson even, like, made his Raw roster debut, kind of. Like, those earlier segments where he was just random, randomly backstage, Miz was one of them. Yeah. Or multiple times, maybe, even, with Miz backstage. Yeah. I mean, and then you bring up that point about Miz attacking Samson. And, like, I, I think Samson's looked excellent in the ring since his debut. 100%. He's only like had there two matches, but... Yeah, like, but I said, has, like, like I said, like I said, when I saw him live, I thought it was awesome. I don't, I like, I've never been a big, uh, fan. I guess I just never watched him fully on NXT, but now that I'm seeing him on the main roster, I'm like, wow, this guy really fits it. Like he has a little bit of everything that you need. And I really like that they're doing his, his like concerts in the beginning of the, his matches. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it goes far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, fatal five way match. The, the main first, event, first time ever in extreme. Yeah, first time rules. ever. Number one contendership rules. Fatal five way. Yes, for the Universal Championship, number one contendership. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm, Kurt Angle adds himself into this match and wins. All right, I'm writing that down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going Finn Balor. I think that you can play off this entire underdog story and lead up to Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That's great balls of fire. Oh, that's where this is taking place? Yeah. Oh, man. And I'm going to say Finn Balor as well, only because I want to see the club. (sighs) Ah. I want to Where's, see club what month is Great Balls of Fire in? Great Balls of Fire is July 9th. July 9th. It's the next Raw pay-per-view after Extreme Rules. Is there any way that you could have Balor Lesnar like continue from Great Balls of Fire to SummerSlam? Yeah, donkey. <laughs> the club get involved. And then it'd be one-on-one versus... Where like the the club is banned from ringside or something, but do so I? You, so like maybe the club helps him win the championship. Yeah, yeah, great, great balls, balls of, fire. of fire. Yeah, and then rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll if I see that happening. But yeah, I'm gonna say I, that's what I want to see. I mean, it doesn't make sense because, like I said, the, the only way the only way I could see Finn Balor being champion is if he's helped being champion. I could see, I could see him do it on his own, and I if he doesn't win, I don't understand the point of the Heyman promo outside of making him seem like a competitor. Right. Like I feel like that Heyman promo really sets up Lesnar, Balor, the potential. So. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully Finn Balor turns heel soon, or the club turn face. Whatever. Yeah. Since to me, Brock Lesnar's a heel since he never shows up. He's not here, not booked. He's just trying to right? trampling. Yeah. But those were predictions for WWE Extreme Rules. Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Allie at XOFireflyOX. 
Also, go check out Montreal Broski at MTL Broski and watch him first thing in the morning on YouTube, first thing in the morning show. Uh, show. Uh, you can also listen to him at the K-Fame Today podcast. Go check out his YouTube show because he's got Broski and a Hoski. He's got the Let's Play and so much more. So go follow him. Go check him out, MTL Broski. Um, also, go check out. Mick Foley is going to be attending an event on Long Island June 8th. This is going to be taking place at The Inn at East Wind in Wading River. Uh, it's at 6.30 p.m. It is a star-studded event to benefit families affected by autism across Long Island. And it is all a benefit, show, uh, benefit event. So go check that out. Um, it is Blue is the New Black, an amazing night, a worthy cause. Uh, you can go check out more information at www.sasiny.org. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh, I mean Brandon's shout-outs. First shout-out is going to Table 4-3 from this past week with Eric Bischoff, um, Michael P.S. Hayes, and Jim Cornette. I thought this was awesome. I wish the episode was longer. I have to watch that episode. I really, I, I usually don't, but I'm very interested to hear what they have to say. I like this episode. I just, I really wish it was like two hours long rather than 30 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it was. I hear that they bash uh, Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah, they bond over Vince Russo. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I wish that, like, who who was it again? Cornette. Michael Hayes Bischoff. and Bischoff. I wish Heyman was in there. Yeah, would have been interesting. I think it was supposed to be. Was it supposed to originally have been Paul Heyman? I think I think it was supposed to be Paul Heyman in there. Yeah. Imagine having that with Heyman and Vince McMahon. There's with Vince, Vince, Paul, and Jim, mm-hmm. and Bischoff. Yeah, if you there's rumors that Vince McMahon might be on an episode. That would be really interesting. Like, I would who, love to see. Like, I would love to hear these guys. Like these. But who would uh, be in that episode? I would like to see Paul Heyman in there with Vince because I feel like I feel like Paul Heyman really stands toe to toe with him. Yeah, and especially with their background with ECW and WWF and stuff, and then. I would go with Bischoff. I wonder if they would do that. I don't know. You got your big three right there. Yeah. I would go Bischoff in there. <laughs> or they they get Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeez. Or or they do even more if they get Ted Turner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ted Turner, uh, McMahon, and Heyman. There you go. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of potential with that show. You know, it's really cool and interesting to hear these three because it's not like a an actual interview; it's just them talking. Yeah, and I wish they were longer. And it's like yeah. I used to—I don't know—I I don't think it's on anymore. But MSG used to air stuff like this with like celebrities. JB Smoove used to host it, huh? And it would be like famous people and like athletes and stuff, and they would just sit around eating and talk about like famous like moments and in, in sports and stuff. 
Yeah. And I imagine, I was, I imagine Steve the, Austin being on one with uh, Bischoff. I mean, I know he's been on this podcast before, but still. Yeah. I Thank yeah, you. I don't know. There you got to pick and choose, I guess, but I know the the one that I think there's one airing on Monday. I don't remember in full who's on it. I think Bob Orton is one of them. Mm. So But yeah, so that's a shout out. Uh next up Bill Burr's animated Netflix TV show, F is for Family. It's back with a season two. I think everyone should check it out. I think it's Bill funny. Burr. Yeah. Sounds familiar. It's a comedian. It's a freaking comedian. Yeah. Sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, he likes wrestling. Big wrestling fan. All right. Uh, and then last up is going to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakouts Q. It's uh, it's a ride at Disney Disney uh, California Adventure, and I replaced the Tower yeah, of Terror, right? Yeah, replace that. It's the same basic Tower of Terror ride, but the queue looks really cool. It's like you're in the collector's archive, so like you walk around waiting for the ride, waiting to go on the ride, and like you're you're seeing all these artifacts and stuff. Like some, most of them are Marvel artifacts. Like, they have, like, a Rockets gun, I see, on YouTube. Um, I don't know. A bunch of things. Then there's also, like, crossover things where they have, um, like, it, like an homage to the Tower of Terror. Uh-huh. There's, like a, there's, like, a bell cap there. Yeah. So it's cool. But yeah, uh, I watched uh, someone write it on, like, one of the news stations. Yeah, where he was screaming the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it was very entertaining. Yeah, so it's the same basic ride, but different. But the queue is cool. Yeah. So it's cool seeing Batista this much exposure. Yeah, he's got his own ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Or Disney Very California cool. Adventure. You know, good for him. Yeah. So if you're in California, check it out. Yeah. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. Our. Out moment of the week. I'm just gonna give it to table for three. Uh, honestly, if you didn't if you didn't see it, check it out. 100% watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, watching that at some point when I get a little, some chance to. Uh, it seems really entertaining. Yeah, it was. I yeah. I wish yeah. and again, like I said before, I wish it was longer. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. But, but that is our show, so you could take us home. Alright, let me take you home. Tonight. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. That is marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 330 in the books. Thank you very much to everyone. You can go check us out, marketout.com, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes. Also, go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingup. You can go check out prowrestlingtees.com slash markingup. Buy a t-shirt. YouTube.com slash markingout11. You could go watch Cooking with Brandon 5. Also, if you are a musician, you want to be a musical interlude, or you by any chance are an independent show and you get a bumper for us, email markingout1 at gmail.com. 
Follow us on Twitter at MarkinApp, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave, underscore M-O-N. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great